So looking back now, what have you learned about how God speaks to you? Yeah, I believe that he does. Mm -hmm. I believe sometimes in surprising ways, um, sometimes in very simple ways. There have been enough sort of mystical Holy Spirit moments along the way to believe that he's just so creative and personal in the ways that he gets our attention. And I think that we can miss that easily because we just don't pay attention. Hi, friend. Welcome to part two of my interview with my sister, Tamara, once again with me as the guest. Before we dive in, I wanted to let you know that I will be taking off the summer from recording new podcast episodes. If you, like me, have a backlog of episodes to get caught up on, now might be the perfect time. Or if you also, like me, just need the summer to be present and connected with those around you, that's great too. Either way, I will look forward to sharing new episodes in season three starting next fall. In today's episode, I share more about my journey to becoming a spiritual director. I begin by describing how shame has played a role as one of my biggest obstacles. And then I share how along the way, God has surprised me with the simple and creative ways he speaks to us. And then stick around until the end where I share a very specific and delightful story about a way he has done just that through the gift of others listening to him on my behalf. Listen in. And then I think the other one is uh, kind of an all-encompassing sense of shame <laughs> that I have, this whole journey of calling has felt to me as I look back, like a journey of healing from shame, from the ways that I have believed I wasn't enough or I didn't have anything to offer. Uh, that belief kept me stuck for a long time or kept me uh, doing things to prove myself mm -hmm. rather than to live into who God made me to be. And so uh, I, I did a lot of work around shame over the past five, six years. I, I actually share in episodes 14 and 15, a story about shame relating to being a woman in uh, ministry, like all my life, we've been in ministry in some capacity in churches where men lead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm not going, going to unpack that here because I unpack it quite a bit in episodes 14 mm -hmm. and 15. So if that interests right. you, I recommend going back Excellent to listen to episodes. it. Episodes. Thank you. Them. Yep. We've processed a lot of that together yes. for sure. Yes. yes. Uh, I, I didn't realize how much that impacted me until I started pursuing calling and so often felt held back because of a sense of shame as a woman. Um, and I'm grateful to say there's been so much healing related to that. 
Um, and yeah, I share a lot of that in those episodes. Um, but I will, there was also a defining moment and this is where, so at the end of the, this five years, I met with Christine one day and I just knew like, it's time. It is time to make a decision. I have done all the, the question asking. I have lived the questions and it's time to find some answers here. And I just, I went to her and just said, so I feel like there is this gap between who I know I am and what I believe I can offer. There's just this gap and I need to kind of figure out what that gap is and, you know, just step out. And that began what I called uh, my month of discernment. It was in January of 2020. And I just committed that month to really focusing on this question of calling and what is my next step that I need to take to step out into a vocation, really. And I shut off distractions and I spent a lot of time in prayer and began to do research on different options and compare lists of pros and cons. And I also um, asked you and our other sister uh, to be what is called a clearness committee. I don't know if you even remember this or not, but it uh, was something that Christine suggested. It's a Quaker term Mm -hmm. and it is uh, a group of friends who will gather and just will ask open-ended questions, not directive questions, just give someone complete space, uh, you know, just kind of gently unraveling uh, the different threads um, and reflect back to them what they hear. And so on a Voxer thread, I was like, would you guys be my clearness committee? And you guys are you kind of, we kind of do that regularly anyway. Yes. We're basically an ongoing clearness committee. Um, but you focused in on it that month and it was really helpful. Mm. But what I did not realize is I, up until that point, was actually feeling some resistance to becoming a spiritual director. And Christine had walked this journey with me from the beginning. And she remembered this moment way back at the beginning of the journey where I had this moment where I, I, what I didn't realize in the moment was a shame filled moment related to wanting to pursue it that completely shut me down. (laughs) And I didn't, I didn't equate my resistance to it, to that moment until Christine sort of gently began to prod at that. And I was like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe that's something. I don't know. I should probably check into that. And I actually talked with a friend who helped me to process it with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And uh, I bawled my eyes out as I was talking to the friend and realized, oh my goodness, something had happened that made me think I was not enough (laughs) and had completely shut me down. And once I worked through that with my friend, I suddenly was like, oh, maybe I do want to be a spiritual director. Maybe that is, has been the calling all along, but I feel really grateful for the ways that that played out because obviously there was something God wanted to heal there Mm -hmm. that he kind of revealed 
through that moment. And thankfully, Christine was aware and was able to press on that. And it ended up being this really sweet healing from some shame Mm -hmm. and felt like I was able then to step out and say, yep, this is what I want to do. This is this is it. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love the ways that um, your your story is very much about you and your inner inner conversation with, mm-hmm. between you and God, and yet totally reliant also on the voices yes. that are around you and um, from your pastor, who you yep. know, your church, your spiritual director, your friend, your sisters. Yes. Um, and even the, the, um, the folks, you know, as you're researching all of those, even Rilke's poem there, like all of it is like, we've already said, God doesn't waste, like is adding up to a community that's speaking yes. to life. So it's really beautiful. Yeah. And I do not take that for granted. That has mm-hmm. been, yeah, it feels like my journey has been the journey of <laughs> others as well. <laughs> others coming along and yeah. What a gift, what a gift that is, yeah. Beautiful. So um, I've heard you talk about different ways that you've learned to hear God's voice all the way from that, you know, the beginning example of seeing the word Kairos, you mm-hmm. know, show up in a few places. It sounds like that's a core part of your, your journey of discernment, even of healing. So looking back now, what have you learned about how God speaks to you? Yeah, I believe that he does. Mm -hmm. I believe sometimes in surprising ways, um, sometimes in very simple ways, there have been enough sort of mystical Holy Spirit moments along the way to believe that he's just so creative and personal in the ways that he gets our attention. And I think that we can miss that easily because we just don't pay attention. We don't know to pay attention, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's when I started to pay attention that I began to experience it and believe. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we just don't notice, you know, that a word or a phrase keeps popping up or, or we don't set aside time to, you know, simply be with him to listen or, We don't allow others to speak into our lives through, you know, clear clearness committees or spiritual direction groups or boxer threads or whatever that might look like. And so this has felt like a journey of calling, but also a journey of really believing, learning to believe that God does still speak Mm -hmm. and maybe we just need to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. That's reminding me, I think when on your um, several of the statements on your website, you talk about this value or desire of to live in freedom and to invite others to live in the freedom. And you say that that starts with paying attention, the step of paying attention. And that's so evident in the story that you've just shared with us that paying attention to that small little question of like, huh, this word has captured my attention. What, what might God? be saying to me through it. Um, that's a really great example of that. Yeah. That's yeah. why I love journaling too, because then mm-hmm. I can track it and I yes. can go back and be like, Oh, this is a theme that God is 
working. Um, also, it, it gives me a way to kind of do it personally first, <laughs> because sometimes mm -hmm. it feels a little silly when you believe that God is giving you the word Kairos, like that mm -hmm. might feel a little silly, but as I journal it, I can track it and it doesn't feel so silly anymore as I do that. So yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. So we're celebrating. Um, I mean, we have been uh, as just together, you and I, and our friendship, our relationship with sisters, um, and in our family, but also on your podcast and in your communities that you are stepping in now into, you have received your training as a spiritual director, you're stepping into that vocation. What are you most looking forward to as you kind of, you're at this, in some ways, this discernment journey has come to a conclusion, but it's really just this beginning now of stepping into the calling. What are you most yeah. looking forward to? Yeah. I do have to say, I haven't felt this much anticipation or even joy in a long time. I really do feel this hopeful anticipation mm. about what's next. I feel more wholehearted than I have maybe ever. Um, but I also know that this journey to get to this point has been equal parts heartache and hardship and joy and learning and you know i'm expecting more of the same like i know that this is how it works this is mm. uh our journey does includes everything <laughs> um but what i really can't wait to watch is this same journey unfold in the lives of others as i get to bear witness to them living the questions and finding healing and living into freedom. And I don't think there's anything that brings me more joy than when I sit with someone and just help them encounter Jesus living interactive presence to hear his voice in the way that he speaks to them, uh, to see them um, experience his love. Like I, I've had enough taste of that, you know, even though I'm just beginning to know, I love that so much. So mm -hmm. I am eager to continue that. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm excited for you in that as well. I know that I'm, I'm filled with anticipation for you as well. Yeah. Thank you. So at the end of your first episode, and then you, you asked me this question too, yes. and I was yep. with you, I love this question. So you share the story of your dog, Josie, running free on the mountain behind Wes's childhood home, free from the confines of a leash and how this image has stuck with you as you pondered the idea of me when I'm free, which is, is the theme of this mm -hmm. entire podcast. Are there any other images that have resonated with you related to what freedom looks like to you? So glad you asked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that image continues to resonate with me. It brings me joy whenever I think about it. But there has been a more recent image that's kind of taken me by surprise. And I, I think this one is extra special because I have encountered it through others' experience of me. And so it sort of feels like a way of, of naming uh, who I am, but also it's, it feels very much like God naming me as well. And so that certainly brings me joy. So uh, 
it started when I was in a spiritual direction, I was in spiritual direction training and we were in small groups and we were just sharing stories of our recent uh, spiritual direction uh, meeting with people for spiritual direction. And so I was, it was my turn to share and my group was listening. And at the end, um, one of the men in the group said, you know, I just have to tell you like the whole time that you were talking, I just kept seeing this image of a sailboat. Mm. He said, you catch the wind. Mm. And I just, I immediately, it felt like this aha moment of sort of um, affirming who I was, uh, kind of giving me a glimpse into, oh yes. Cause it was related to an area I was struggling, uh, in helping someone and it helped me to see, oh, this is the way that I work. I, um, catch the wind. I am always trying to pay attention to what the Holy spirit is doing, uh, and follow his lead essentially. Um, and so that was really beautiful and it helped to kind of give me a direction to head, um, kind of define the ways that I sit with people. And then later I was sharing that in my spiritual direction group and the woman who was hosting us after we were done, ran up to her upstairs and came down with this picture of a sailboat. And she's mm -hmm. like, as, as you were talking, I just, um, thought of this and I want to give this to you. So I, I put it on my dresser and that just meant so much. Well, the story isn't done. It keeps going. Um, a few weeks ago, maybe it was last month, I have a group of friends that I meet with and we practice something called listening prayer, where we listen to God on behalf of each other. And it's sort of this adventure that we're on where we're like, let's try this out. Let's see how this works. Does God speak to us in this way? And so they offered to practice listening prayer for me, uh, as I am just kind of thinking about next steps in my spiritual direction. I had just graduated. And so they offered to, to listen on my behalf. <laughs> and so they did. And after a few minutes, one friend said, yeah, I'm just, I'm seeing this image of an ocean and I'm just watching the, you know, the rhythms of the waves and, um, another friend chimed in and said, yeah, I, I, I see a boat and the wind is blowing the boat and you're catching the wind. Amazing. And then another friend said, I see a sailboat. Amazing. <laughs> and so immediately I was like, did I tell you guys about the sailboat? <laughs> They're oh. like, what? No, you didn't. Amazing. So then I had to tell them the whole story about the sailboat. Mm. And so honestly, I'm still kind of sitting with the wonder of that and wondering, you know, what is that all about? Sort of like the Kairos thing all over again. Mm -hmm. Like it's a journey that's sort of still yet to unfold, but I do resonate deeply with that image as I think about who I am and how I operate and the gifts that I bring. Um, I, and it feels like God is saying to me, you catch the wind. That's how I made you mm -hmm. and keep your sails up. Mm -hmm. And that's such a gift to have a sense that sometimes that can feel frustrating to me if there's no wind and I don't know where to go and I feel stuck, yeah. I can feel mm -hmm. frustrated, but to have a sense that God actually delights in that, that he designed me like that and that I should lean into that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that it's how I'm wired. It just feels like um, that's a such a good image to uh, hold as I think about living into who God made me to be. <laughs> that really is. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. What a beautiful gift. Yes. Um, from God and and from your listening community. That's yes. such a good gift. Oh, it's, I'm, so I'm glad. Tightly. I am. Well, Kaylee, I'm really excited for you. I'm excited for the people that you'll be walking with, the people you already are walking with mm. and those that will be meeting with you. I mean, even as I'm talking to you, you're in um, yeah. in this room that's being prepared yes. you know, to meet with, with those folks in spiritual direction. And so um, I just, God bless you in it. And um, I, it's just been fun to hear your story. I think I've heard bits and pieces of all of it, but I love hearing it laid out this way um, yeah. in our conversation and knowing that others will get to hear it too. So thank you. Yes. Well, thank you for your part in my journey. And I look forward to our journeys continuing to unfold. Thanks for listening to this episode of Me When I'm Free. I hope you'll continue to join me on this journey toward wholeness and calling. I love a traveling companion. My hope is that you'll see yourself in these stories that I share here, and if nothing else, you'll feel less alone. Click the share button on the podcast if you know a friend who needs an encouraging reminder that they aren't alone either. Thanks for listening, friend. Let's meet back here next week.